Welcome to part seven about bullying prevention, bullying mistruths, and what to do. We're going to talk today about what to do if your kid's being bullied and how to talk to your school, um, your kid's school. So a couple things to note. Remember, bullying prevention is three big things that qualify versus conflict. Bullying prevention versus conflict. Bullying prevention is an imbalance of power. It's intended to hurt. It's not just an argument we're having. I'm intending to hurt your feelings, hurt you physically, hurt you in some way. And the third thing is it's usually repeated over time, although it could be one instant. Big thing is an imbalance of power. So if you and I are just fighting or having an argument, there's often not an imbalance of power. And you've got to establish this first. That's important to think about when you're talking to your child about uh, whether the incident is bullying or just some kind of conflict. So you've got to establish that first. So we're going to talk about working with your school to solve the problem. So working with your school is an important piece of this. And a lot of times parents don't want to talk to the school. Um, they might think that they may be told by their kid that they've already, the kids already talked to the teacher, or they talked to the principal, the principal told them, hey, you know, toughen up, or, uh, you know, they, they may feel like they've already gotten a negative response. That's something that we as parents need to get through a little bit and make sure we have a conversation, but do it in the right way. So we'll talk about this uh, and give you some hints on how you can do this correctly. Working with the school. All right. So if your child's told you or you think that your kid's being bullied, the first thing that you need to do is make sure you keep a written record. In some instances, your child will come straight up and, and tell you, straight out and tell you that they're be, they've been bullied, here's what's happened, here's, and they'll give you like a really good picture of everything. In some cases, you may just notice a mood shift in your kid. There may be something unusual at home. And you may not have a clear indication that something's wrong. And it may take you a while even before you make a note of this. And then it just kind of gets progressively worse over time. Then you get some information and then you get a little more information, a little more. And finally you find out, hey, my daughter has been bullied for the last six months. So this may be, um, you know, very unsettling when you find this out, but it's important to pay close attention to that. And then you can write some notes when you first started noticing it, when it, when it happened. And if the dates aren't exact, that's okay. The better you can do it, um, the more helpful it'll be. And you want to record the names of the kids involved, of all the kids. It's often not just the kid who's being bullied, but there's often other kids involved, kids that might be egging them on, kids that might not be the original one who's bullying, but they may be participating later. There also might be kids that are helping your child. Is there anybody helping you? Is there anybody supporting you, you know, maybe after the bullying is over, or are they helping you and trying to intervene? Those are important ones to write down too, and make sure you make note of them. You want to know when, what, where, and how, all this information. You wanna, number two, meet with the teacher. 
and explain everything in a friendly, non-confrontational way. Non-confrontational way. So you're when you get this information, now you can you can explain to them. My daughter reported this to me. She said, this is what happened and this is what happened. And um, I know this is not good for anybody in the environment of your school, including the kid who's doing the bullying. If you've listened to our other parts of our, our program here, you know that there's a lot of negative consequences for the kids who's bullying as well. So you wanna make sure this gets fixed. And then number three is ask the teacher about their observations. They may have observed something. They may have observed and seen some of this stuff. They may have uh, uh, chalked it up to um, a conflict. They may have not noticed it. They may have thought that your kid was involved as well and, and was responding back and forth. That's an important time not to get defensive. Maybe your kid was involved uh, with a responding. Maybe they were responding to getting bullied, or maybe they were also initiating some of it. Let's Let's wait until we get all the information uh, until we make a decision. And we want to know if they've suspected bullying or anything else. Number four would be have, uh, how's your kid gotten along with people in class? Have they gotten along with other kids? Have they made friends? Have they been interacting well with other kids? Does it seem like there's a good social environment around them? Have you noticed that they've been isolated or excluded from the playground events or activities with other students? This is important because we want to establish whether or not your child's social environment is good or not. Now, the teacher may or may not have a great understanding of that because they've got a lot of other kids to watch. But if you can establish some good baseline information on, is my kid making friends? Are they playing on the playground? Are they uh, participating in activities? Or are they being excluded from activities? It also will help you get the teacher to pay attention to these things and note these things moving forward. Number five, ask the teacher what they intend to do. about the bullying and to investigate and stop the bullying. What they intend to do to investigate and stop the bullying. Number five, or number six rather, uh, if you're concerned about how your child's coping with the stress, if it seems severe, hopefully we're intercepting this when it's more minor and they would be fine to talk to your school if it's a relatively minor thing. I would much rather you talk to the school when it's not very severe. If it feels severe, or maybe not even that severe, ask to talk to the school counselor. Now, this is nice to do for a couple reasons. One of the reasons is that the school counselor then can work in conjunction with the teacher 
to support stopping the bullying in the classroom as well. Number seven, set up a follow-up. Now do that the day you meet with the teacher. Don't you know, just say, well, I'll call you. Set that up at that time, maybe for 30 days later um, or whatever time period you feel comfortable with. Set that time up then so it's on your calendar and it doesn't get lost. Because if you, there's scenarios where, for example, your child might be getting bullied, you meet with the teacher, you go through all this. What happens if your kid gets bullied even more severely as a result of this? Maybe for some reason the strategy didn't work and it made it worse. Well, now maybe your child doesn't want to report it to you because the evidence is when he or she reports it, the bullying gets worse and you don't have the follow-up set up in your calendar and you ask your child, hey, how's the bullying going? Oh, no, it's better. It's much better. And in his, his or her mind, they're going, because I doggone don't want to tell you whether it's that it's worse. I don't want to tell you it's worse because you're going to tell my teacher, then it's going to make it even worse. So have the follow-up set up so that regardless of what you hear at home, you can then talk to the teacher. And if it is better, then the follow-up reinforces the correct behavior that the teacher is doing and everything's that's working well. If it's not better, then you can make a new plan. Number eight would be, if there's no improvement, you need to speak to the school principal. Number nine, just as a reminder through all this, keep notes. And this isn't so you, you know, you're being a lawyer here or you're, um, but, but it's so that you can make sure you're clear headed and you can speak professionally with everybody. And so there's less emotion involved because it's very easy for this to escalate into emotion and then you don't get the outcome that you want. That, that's number nine there with keep notes. That's throughout everything. So maybe it should be just a, a number one with everything is just keep notes. Number 10 is the school staff. Your expectation should be that they investigate immediately. So if they say, well, yeah, we're going to do, we're going to get on that next week. No, they should be doing it now. Bullying isn't something they get to wait on. They need to do it immediately and they should inform you of their plan as soon as they do something about it. Now, here's a couple expectations you should have. Uh, number one, that, that the school staff should investigate the bullying immediately, as I said before, after they should let you know what their plan is. So there shouldn't be any delay in this. They should let you know very quickly what the deal is. Now they're gonna be talking to the parents. They, they should be talking to the parents of the child who was doing the bullying. They should be talking to that child 
and all the other children involved, including the ones who were helping your child, including the ones who were supporting the child who was bullying, um, and, and any of the involved parents. The other piece is a couple thoughts on this. The school staff should never have a joint meeting between your child and the child who bullied them. This isn't conflict resolution. This is bullying. And if the kid who is bullying your child is in a meeting with them, they're already at a higher power level. There's an imbalance of power. Bullying is a form of victimization, not conflict. So let me make sure that's really clear to everybody. This is not okay for the school to have uh, the school staff to, with, with bullying versus conflict. You could have person one, if you like my drawing here, this is okay to have people talk it out with conflict. With bullying, you can never have two people talk it out. It's victimization. So the school staff should never have mediation or conversation. It will be embarrassing for your child. And it is very likely to make the bullying worse. So if their plan is to have to say, oh, we're going to sit your kids down together and have them talk it out, you need to stop that. You can, I, it's fine if you explain bullying and you can share some of this information with them. Bullying is an, is an imbalance of power. That's not going to resolve the situation. That will embarrass your child and that's not going to make anything better. That's going to make it worse. So you, what we want to know is what are they going to do so that the kid who's bullying does not do this anymore? That has to do with that child. What are we going to do to support my child who's being bullied? That's the solution we're looking for, not how they're going to mediate. No, there's no mediation there unless we've got this story completely wrong and there's no imbalance of power and it's a conflict situation. We want to be very clear about that. What they should be doing is in bullying is meeting with um, the child who is bullying and they should be meeting with the bully child And they should be meeting with the bully child to learn what they've experienced and make sure there's a plan to keep them safe. So the school should be talking to them about keeping them safe. This should be separate. Again, they're not meeting the kids together. They should make sure that they know what to do, how they're going to be safe, how they're going to be supported and feel better if there's any stress or trauma than to deal with that. They should be meeting with the kid who's suspected of the bullying, make sure they know the rules, 
make sure there are consequences. And make sure in both cases, the parents know the plan. That the parents know what the plan is and what is tolerated and what is going to be um, going to be acceptable. Now, what's important here as well is there's no blame for the bullied child. Very frequently, this is it seems obvious when we're talking about it now in this context. But very frequently, what happens is is they say, "Well, if you didn't talk that way, or if you didn't." if you didn't do wear those clothes or if you didn't do this or do that, the other kid wouldn't have bullied you. If we're established this is a bullying situation, there's no blame involved. Now, there may be a lack of social skills or lower social esteem or lower, uh, maybe, they, maybe they did wear like something that was, something that was really made them stand out. It doesn't mean we couldn't, make some modifications or um, help them improve social skills or have them talk to the school council about how they operate with other kids. But that's not blaming them. That's just other work that we're going to do to help, you know, help them develop. That's a very different thing. Um, okay. The school needs that also, you need to be patient with the school. Give the school reasonable time to investigate and hear both sides of the story. Doesn't just because your kids said they were being bullied doesn't mean that that's what happened. So we need to make sure that everything is understood. So the next part is um, we even had cases where a kid says he's being bullied and that's the bullying. Kid says he's being bullied because they know that school is really harsh on kids who are being bullied or or kids who are bullying, and then the kids who uh, kid who's being accused of being bullied is getting in big trouble, and they really didn't do anything. So educators need to make sure that they're not hasty about making uh, any of these conclusions and jumping to jumping to some sort of assessment without understanding the whole situation. But the whole process should not take longer than about, and this is a rough estimate, about a week. More than a week, if I'm a parent, I would, uh, I would say something about it. Okay. Um, this is very important to do in writing as the, as the parent. Make sure this is all in writing and you can document everything. Most administrators and staff are very responsive to bullying concerns. We know that they very much want to handle these situations. It doesn't mean some of them don't get through and kids get bullied. If they didn't, we wouldn't have 19% of kids bullying other kids and 14% of kids getting bullied. That's about a third of kids affected by bullying all the time. So just be persistent. Make sure that you keep good notes and follow these rules and you'll get uh, you'll get uh, good results most of the time. Now, sometimes you don't get good results and then you have to make some other decisions. Now, let me, I get asked a lot about when law enforcement should be involved. Law enforcement 
Law enforcement gets involved when there's physical injury uh, and there, or assault. And the serious physical injury or assault. So if a kid's getting pushed, that probably isn't physical injury. Um, and if it, if the, if uh, a problem persists or escalates and school officials are unable to stop bullying, some parents, we're not giving any kind of legal advice, but some parents have consulted attorneys. That's one reason that written records are really important. That's, but it's very important if law enforcement does get involved, you have a written record. And have any information, as much information as possible. But make sure that you understand all these situations before you would escalate anything into uh into the next step. But as soon as, certainly anytime there's serious physical injury or any kind of injury, then we want to make sure that we take the appropriate action. If your school doesn't have an official bullying prevention program, make sure that the other thing that we can do is, is If your school doesn't have an official bullying prevention program, another piece is in our prior uh, programs, we talked about the programs that are very effective. Make sure that you get a program that has some evidence basis. It isn't just a program that's a feel-good program or a program where people write nice letters to each other or write nice, write nice things that they're going to do. Those programs typically don't work. You need a program that has real consequences for kids that are bullying because bullying will happen and also has a support structure for kids that are being bullied. Uh, next time we're going to talk more about what to do uh, to be preemptive as a parent separately from your school to help your kid become safe from bullying and also develop a high level of confidence at the same time that'll help them in other areas of their life.